Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. We're back. Welcome, everyone, to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here in the Valley. I am Ron Kohler, your host, the gatekeeper around with the unknown, unexplained, unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, the world's only male shameless pig. No, not the only one. Yes. <laughs> with me, of course, is my co-host, the enlightened professor. Oh, enlightened. I'm you enlightened today. Enlightened. Yes, you are. I raised you to a higher vibration. <laughs> Mr. Lou Blasey. Enlightened. Enlightened. Wow, that's not and, a word I would be And it is a great honor for us today. And believe me, we had to do a lot of graveling and gobbling, whatever they call that stuff, <laughs> uh, to bring her on here. She is the world famous graveling and graveling is what you're looking for. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, world famous. Psychologist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, host of. Your daily game your face. Your daily game face. See, I have great respect for you, and you're no longer in your face, which is a great name for a show, by the way. In your face. In your face. Psychology show. In your face. In your face. In your face. Mr. Uh, no, not Mr. Uh, Ms. Wait a minute. What, what, what pronoun does she use? Doctor. doctor. Is it a real doctor or is one of the, like, uh, Biden's wife's doctor? No, it's a doctor. It's a, totally it's a PhD doctor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, doctor. Um, do we have to do what's the letters? Do we have to do the letters and no. stuff? Oh, okay. No, what's my Dr. name? Dr. Uh, Kim Landon. Oh my God, he remembered my name. I've I was worried there for oh, a second. Plus me, that, yeah. that's been burned in my brain. Oh, yes. And Thank well, you so much for inviting me back. Welcome. I don't look at you because I look at the screen. I know. I'm look, right. Well, I don't need to stare at the screen. I can stare at Lou. There you go. There you go. I like to look at the, the screen because I want to see your reaction and everything. And if I have to look in your face, then it's different. Well, I can look at you. I anyway. Need... Yes. So, Lou, we, you, as you know, uh, this mess in uh, the Ukraine really sucks, and uh, it's not where I thought we were going. But okay. You know, I, I really, I really feel bad for like all those people. And, you know, oh, of I, course. I, I can't. I, it's just. It's, I want to adopt a baby. You know, if if God is ever around here, we this is the time we need her to come the or it to come down and uh, have have a great miracle and uh, you know bring love to the Russian people. You want to adopt the a... Russian people? You mean the Ukrainian people? No, the Russian people got to have a change of heart. Oh, yes. Okay. See, well, I'm, I... I'm Catholic. We don't hate people. <laughs> we love everyone. We're supposed to pray for us, our enemies. Turn the other cheek. Wow. Okay. That's always good. To set, I was speaking of adopting yes, Ukrainian babies. I did too. I are... picked up a, a Ukrainian baby myself. You mean you mean literally? You mean yes, because they're really? looking for people. Yeah, because all you didn't hear this. Come on now, all those all the babies that are like in Ukraine that were being surrogated and all that stuff, they've been abandoned and so they have nowhere to go and so they've been putting out pleas for that. So are, are they abandoned I, or are they just trapped there? Sir, well, they're trapped, but they're abandoned. But you can you can adopt them out. They they'll help the whatever adopt them out. It's like yep. a library, you know. Well, you're, not borrowing, you're not borrowing the book. You're adopting it forever. Your terminology, really. 
so unsensitive. Mm. Coming from the male chauvinist pig. <laughs> At least I identify myself and I'm proud of what I am. There you go. Anyway, it's all stick. I, they were they were doing a plea for adopting you. So you I, well, are you or not? Well, I are, you just, at, are you just talking? No, or I was is, looking is there into really it. Really, a story here? No, there's. I really looked into it because it was okay. on the news. I was going to adopt a dog once, but that's I never that's did. That's a little bit different. Okay, so so go ahead. No, I was just saying. I was jumping on the bandwagon of the Ukrainian. Would, would you issue. have really adopted one? What, well, it's still in the process in my head because it's a necessity. It's also a big responsibility. Like getting a dog, by the way. Your dog is well, a big, big responsibility. You know, most people don't realize that. It's going to cut into your marathon training. Bigger responsibility. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, I'm, I was actually considering it. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. I've, I'm looking at all the footwork and see what really entails and how much red tape there is. Because I'm sure there's a million. Of course tape. there is. That would be big news. We, um, you, know, you know, what's good is, and speak about red tape, is, is I'm a member. Now I am a Knight of Columbus. And uh, they don't. Is this new? It's fairly new uh, within the past few months. And um, they donated millions of dollars to the uh, uh, Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. And what they do, though, to skip all the red tape, is they actually send their donations to the Polish Knights. Yeah. And they distribute it properly. So you don't have to go through all that red tape, which is great. So can maybe look, we can get you a baby through them. Can I look like an ass for a second? Why should it be any different than the other day? <laughs> I know. It, <laughs> This bothers me, and it shouldn't bother me, but it bothers me. This Ukrainian thing happens, and there is money coming out of the woodwork here. And there's a problem for with Ukraine. Do you have you looked at any of those? The problem I have with it, the is, country is in shit I know, shape. I understand, but the problem I have with that is this isn't the first problem that's come along. And every time there's a big problem, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. I'm, Kim, I'm listening. Don't don't you, the Americans, especially, but all parts of the world, Americans are really especially will step sure. up and, and donate tons of money. They yes. always do it. Yeah. But it's not just Americans on this one. There's no, a there's said, a global I, I, yeah, on this yeah, one, there's a yeah. global push because you know there's a there's you know a, why? It's because it's guilt because we're not doing sh sugar. He already Ooh. said the word. We're doing plenty. I know, but sometimes I like to correct myself. I mean they just pulled from a government standpoint, they just pulled three hundred and fifty million dollars out of the couch. For, for Ukraine, and it's like the there, I can think of a thousand places three hundred fifty million dollars could have been used here in the United States. Not that it should be one or the other, but I'm just surprised with the ease with which all of a sudden, like I said, they pulled three hundred fifty million dollars out of the couch. What difference? There's money out there. Elton John has a four hundred thousand dollar pair of sunglasses. Four hundred thousand dollars for a pair of freaking. That's he's not the only one. There's about three or four other I celebrities. Would, I would not spend money on. You them. have one of those. You no, have one I I have nice sunglasses, you, but I you do look not like have. A, you look like a Kardashian folio. No, I have that conversation with myself all the time. How much money would I have to have to spend that kind of money on that? Usually I, with cars. I would never. I, see, that's the thing is, you and yeah. I had that conversation. Is yeah. Would you spend if you had the money? Would you no. spend that money on X car? Like, eh, not so much. No, nope. because I could, I could technically buy a Tesla right now. I don't want to buy a Tesla. I could buy a Maserati. Do I want to buy one? Nope. You know why? Because I don't care it about would be a fun car. Because you'd be singing that song. <laughs> Maserati. Tesla's on three huge. But bucks. I don't want to buy that. No. They're not huge bucks. Because I'd yeah. rather invest yeah. the money. <laughs> exactly. I'd yeah. rather invest it and then use it for something good. 
Yeah. As you know, I like to do. Oh, yeah. speaking about good, you are doing some good, right? I am. And I want to get this in because I know this conversation is going to go who knows where. So <laughs> you you are all an avid runner. I am. And uh, you've got something uh, really hot going on. I do. You want to explain it to us? Sure. So I'm running the 126th Boston Marathon on April 18th. It will be my eighth consecutive in a row. It's 25 days away from now. I raise money for charity for it every year for the New England, charity? The New England Patriots Foundation, which is the, not to be confused with people think it's the Robert Kraft and the Patriots Team Foundation. It's not. It's affiliated with because it's the New England Patriots, but the New England Patriots Foundation happens to be the foundation that Myra Kraft many, many years ago set up to do philanthropic and humanitarian effort work throughout the world, but then it ended up being all of New England. So two to 300 charities a year um, apply for the grants that we give out and 25 get picked out of the people out of all of New England. And it ranges from, it's different every year. So it ranges from um, people with uh, veterans and homeless people and giving to women going back to work and uh, animal causes and uh, you name it. It's usually, it, I've seen some very interesting, very bizarre charities that actually have amazing uh, work out in the community um, from Vermont to Connecticut to Rhode Island. And uh, last year we gave out 25, $10,000 scholarships to 25 different charities. And then we gave a $25,000 one to the number one. We have a big luncheon every year to give those away. Um, and uh, one we can, I encourage people to go to the New England Patriots Foundation online. And if you'd like to nominate a great charity that you know that you think would win, you, you should spell my name, Ron, K-O-L-E-K. <laughs> there we go. And also, if you want to donate to my fundraising, you can go, you can Venmo me. Um, so I'm running a giveaway. What so if I have the PayPal? Well, you can pay PayPal. Most people have Venmo, but you can PayPal me as well. So I'm giving away, a, I'm doing a giveaway right now, which is actually pretty cool. It's $40 a chance. And um, the more chances you buy, the better option you have to like win. But nonetheless, um, it's the winner, the big winner. Gets Limited the, amount of tickets, by the way. The what? Limited amount of tickets. Yes, there's limited amount of tickets. And it's... Um, you either get to choose the bike Peloton or the treadmill Peloton, which excludes the monthly membership, which I will not be paying for. I will be making sure you get the actual beautiful machine. And if you don't want either, you get to have the $2,500 in cash. Oh, that's a good deal. And if you want to then share it back to the charity, which is me and what I'm doing, you can do that. <laughs> I love that little snickerdoo. <laughs> <laughs> but many, so many so people. So give me 40 bucks and screw you. No. So many people. So, but it doesn't bother me because, you know why? Because I think that. When someone, so I'm, I'm trying to raise usually $10,000, but I, I try to raise as much money as I can, sometimes mm -hmm. a little bit more. Oh, you got to have a goal. But I always, I always try to get as much as I can. And if someone wants the whole thing, because I usually give some kind of money prize and then I give swag, I give signed autographed swag. stuff. You know, I give yeah. jerseys and I, I get signed one of my and, pictures for you. Okay. And I give, I give some really cool stuff from the New England Patriots and, and, tickets and Bruins and like all kinds of other yeah. stuff. And the New England Patriots are actually um, raffling off uh, uh, for every amount that is given for a certain amount. They're also raffling off two tickets to games during the season and other things as well. So every time you give to me, you have an opportunity not only to win my prizes, but their prizes. 
What are you looking at? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what that was. He's, I was like, I was trying. Anyway, I was so it's try very exciting. So you go to. So if you to go interrupt. to my Venmo, if you go to my Venmo, which is Kim Landon, and, mm -hmm. and you give 40, 80, 120, or five hundred dollars, what you the get hell's tickets. a Venmo? Venmo's like PayPal, or you I can sign have, up for that. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Or you can go on the link to my um, New England Patriots uh, give and gain that you should have, Lou, somewhere, yeah. and he can find it and post it up. And then you can directly give to that, and I will make sure that you get your tickets entered for there every $40. Link is on your daily game face. You yes, you can go to there. your daily game and face. I also it. posted that on my uh, yes. whatever it is. But it's very cool because it is the 126 running, and we've had a very bizarre set of events over the past three years. Because really? when the pandemic happened, we went virtual and we ran the, that first year virtually. So there were 170,000, I guess, people ran all around the world for it virtually because you couldn't come into Boston. Then last year they let us do it, but it was on a very limited basis, and it was only 20,000. It was in October, and it, it ended up being in October. Mm -hmm. It came really quickly. And now we've turned it back around six. Thank you. And six months later, we've turned it back around and we're doing it again on normal time. So we should be, fingers crossed, pandemic free as far as keeping it back to April to April. So that okay, the, I'm going to go back to that in a second, but I, I do want to bring this last little thing in yes. on Ukraine before I forget. And it has nothing to do with anything. It isn't even that earth shattering. So none of that built it up really good. Uh, I read the, it, right? I read this on uh, Facebook, and I, I don't know even know if it's true or not. But according to this post, the Albanian Albania has changed the name of the street the of the Russian embassy to Free Ukraine. So when the Russians have to send out something or send it in, they have to write down da -da -da -da, Free Ukraine. I like it. <laughs> I don't know if it's right. I think it's great. Okay. So anyways. I want to go back. You said bizarre twice when you were doing that. I love One bizarre. was about bizarre charities that the New England Patriots were what? foundation was contributing to. And I want to know what came to your mind when you were thinking that. Oh, that it was. Oh, that the New England Patriots was bizarre? Yeah. Oh, not. I not some of the charities they give to. Oh, some. Oh, bizarre. Um, Strange. So, yeah. So there, so there are things that, you know, you just think of run of the mill kind of like, hey, here's like a soup kitchen giving like yeah. food out or, you know, kind of the run of the mill things. But there's also these off shoots of um, like a veteran puts together like a whole golf team of of guys from all over the country and women yep. that then they raise money for to take them on, on golf outings and wilderness outings that, um, and with their whole families that you wouldn't normally think of that would happen, yeah. you know, that so kind of thing, like stuff. not yeah. something yeah. that would be odd, odd, a little, a little different, a little, it, yeah, yeah, not odd, bad, not yeah. bizarre, yeah. bad, but yeah. just odd. Like, wow, I would never have thought bad choice of, voice, like, but that's all right. Thank you. Cause it, I, not the headline like charity or like taking the, yeah. people out into the middle of Montana for like a horse. Like Gabby, on a horse with no name. and like leaving them there, you know, taking them out and taking them like on a on a dude ranch, for you know, and it's all funded so that all these families from say you know Afghan you know Afghanistan and Iraq War, oh, their yeah. whole families can go out and do this for three nice weeks, stuff, since, right? Yeah. So something that's not like you know it's here and based at home. However, like there's Camp Comfort Zone that one always stands out. It's specifically for kids who are grieving the loss of a parent who the child has been under the age of 12 and the parent has died mm -hmm. and it's a camp that they can go to that's 
purely a 501c3 nonprofit charity that they offer for kids who are suffering with complicated grieving from the loss of a parent. Who right. knew that that would yeah. be out there? Right. But those kinds of things, things yeah. are off the beaten path. Okay. Yeah, not so, the headline charity. So moving on from charities. Yeah. You um, brought it up. No, he did. Uh, there's the, you know, the human spirit and the human body and the human mind, there is nothing more powerful than that. Uh, and we are talking about the Boston Marathon. There is a woman out there who lost a leg and she's doing 100 marathons in 100 days. And oh, that goes to show you the the power of us. You know, a lot of people and, and I was listening to your show one time and I was a little upset. Uh, but, um, you know, pe people say that you know, it's not my fault. I can't do, you know, I, I happen. I can't do this. I can't do that. But we can do anything in the world and make things happen if we put our minds to it. We have this right. woman who lost a leg is doing a hundred marathon. There was a kid that was, uh, uh, now you know me in details. It's going to be screwed up, but, uh, it was a black kid in, uh, New York city, uh, basically living in a car and, uh, he studied in the library and everything else, and he earned a scholarship to Hobbit yep. uh, doing that. So there are things that we can do. It's if we have to really put our minds to it to do it. And it's not easy. No. See, people want the easy road nowadays, which is our society brings that on them, our right. environment. Uh, yeah. so. Well, it's mind over matter. And it's exactly. also that that's that resiliency of like, what do you want? You can either take it and sit in your because you said shit, I'm saying it. You can mm -hmm. sit in your shit or mm -hmm. you can move forward and do something with it like she is or whoever else is out there trying to do right. something to better themselves. And there's tons of stories. It's, these yeah. are just the, the, the ones that stick out. But there are everyday stories mm -hmm. of everyday people doing amazing events. Um, which brings us back to another story that we're going into. And uh, you are, okay, first of all, you are a psychologist. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I have taken a psychology course as well as sociology courses, which is important, by yep. the way. Yep. Uh, but would you tell our listeners, for those who aren't aware, because sometimes they get muddled up, yes. what's the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? psychiatrist. The, the main difference is that a psychiatrist prescribes medication, and pretty much that's what they do. They're mm -hmm. trained to be able to know the body and the mind to be able to prescribe medication. So they believe that that it's some a, emotional problems are caused by imbalances of chemically, chemicals. Right, okay. right. Yep. And then a psychologist, traditional psychologist, which I wouldn't consider myself a traditional one, even though I was trained traditionally, but traditional psychologists are diagnosticians. They diagnose, they assess and treat from a psychological perspective, the underlying things that make a person have their issues. I have a little bit of extra stuff with that because I do that, but I also, I practice holistically. So I was trained that when the ability to prescribe in the state of Massachusetts can come for psychologists, I'm ready to be licensed for that. Um, but I also practice holistically so that I prescribe holistically, like natural, like a naturopath. So if someone comes to me and has a physical malady with okay. their mental health issue, we well, got to explain that a little bit. All right. So I'm a, I'm a certified mental health integrative medical practitioner. I so get all that. Okay. I'm trying to yeah, tell you yeah. what it is. So if you come to me and say you have a back pain, yes. right. Um, instead of, 
so uh, so we make sure that medically we clear what is the issue, right? So say it's who knows a strain or a slip disc or whatever. We make sure that we put all the resources in place, like a chiropractor, an acupressure, an acupuncturist, um, making sure that you know it's not surgical in nature, and then we work on how to mentally visualize how to manage the pain or whatever's going on in that particular area. In addition to making sure that the person's eating and exercising and taking certain types of supplements that might help protect that region of the body that's having that issue along with maybe, you know, some yoga or whatever, depending on what it is. So it's, it's, so like for instance, people come to me with anxiety and instead of them being on a medication. I was very anxious about this show. I'm sure you were as you should be. Um, if people come to me with anxiety instead, and they come with medication, my goal is always to get them off medication as much as possible. If, unless they absolutely like schizophrenia, that they have to have it because usually the hallucinations are so bad, but anxiety, for instance, anxiety can be treated through diet, exercise, and some natural supplements what about depression and same thing with depression. So, um, so basically you're in odds with the psychiatrist. Um, d- some sure. And I have colleagues that I work with very closely and they respect what I do and I respect what they do. And we often have tussles over, they, you know, they, prescribed treatments. right. Cause they would do quick fix and medically assisted treatment for like addiction. And I'm against that. And therefore that they'd rather put someone on something that can be addictive because it's prescribed and legalized, but it's still addictive because it keeps a person um, from using uh, the street drug, but it's still actually doing the same thing. Whereas I'm of the mind of, well, let's get them off of everything right, and teach right. them the skills to do it the right way. So can I the right way? Can I go? Ron made the statement. So I, I don't want to say you said this, but Ron made the statement. Wow. No, it's Ron's fine. Pull, Be- Ron's pulling the table apart. No, he used, he used the term. So I don't want to confuse that you use the term. He talked about chemical imbalances and physiological foundations for mental health issues. Right. It doesn't exist. Oh, we can't quantify that. Right. We don't. Talk, we don't talk about chemical imbalances in the brain. We can't measure chemical yes, imbalances. We yes, we can. can we? Yes, we can. Yes. How do we do that? Absolutely. Well, just, I mean, just like you take a CBC lab, right? For your regular, you know, your potassium, your thyroid, your pituitary gland, your vitamin B, your vitamin D. We can, we have a very specific way of looking at many things that are chemically going on in the body, you know, from sugar to whatever. I understand. But so the, brain. the chemical, the yeah. chemical brain balances around serotonin and dopamine, all those things, those all can be measured. And we can also do functional MRIs. Right. Cause we can actually see, see we can see yeah. like in the brain imaging on a functional MRI, which gives us an amazing picture of the brain to be able to do a compare and contrast between what a baseline healthy air quoting healthy brain looks like that doesn't say have anxiety or depression or schizophrenia or something in it and see or post-traumatic stress is always a good one to look at because you can see where it lights up in the regions of the brain and the limbic system that emotional center to see where there's something going on now we can't always measure the amount of serotonin necessarily but we can measure the amount of that's why sometimes it'll change your prescriptions right along the way until they get it to the correct balance which is why a lot of times it gets criticized in psychiatry as being right. a softer science because we know that if you take 500 milligrams of tetracycline five times in a row you're going to cure whatever is going on but we don't know for you versus me versus you how much 
you know, Celexa or Lexapro or, or whatever medication, Zoloft, how much do we really need? It's going to be dependent because we've done a generalized study that most of the time this is what works, but sometimes we have to tweak it. Or sometimes yeah. people that take it don't really need it because we realize that in them taking it's not helping them because they really don't have that issue. Are those physical manif manifestations the cause or the symptom of huh? the mental health issues? Are the, are the physical manifestations you mean that come are they serotonin levels? So serotonin levels, if they're too, if they're at the base, if serotonin levels are too low, you're going to have a mood problem. If so, they're too so high, you're going to have a mood problem. As opposed to being a symptom of them. And and as opposed to what? Being a symptom of them. Yeah, they're it's not they're going to cause the symptoms exactly, of whatever. Right. right. Yeah. So. So in specific things with neurotransmitters, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, the things that make you either anxious, movement related, agitated, motor skill, all those things, those are all going to be fluctuating on their own naturally. And that's how you can detect what's going on. So if it's a motor issue, like I know that if someone's got Parkinson's and they're an alcoholic, I can figure out, okay when they started their alcohol drinking, what has led to their Parkinsonianism because they have a foot drag because they're lacking some norepinephrine and acetylcholine, which are your movement ones. So then the drugs that we would push for would be things that are natural towards that or actual things like L-DOPA or something that would replace it to boost it, to make it even out so that there's better movement. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, the certain things like, uh, you know, iodine, lack of iodine causes certain effects of the body. So they are the reasons for the, those particular things, as, as uh, Dr. Kim was saying there. Um, but yeah, it, it goes back to the basically the chemicals in our body. Right. So anyway, uh, yes, it is my thoughts and uh, all of this holistic stuff. Holistic. Yeah, that stuff. And as, as well as many other things, including um, uh, psychology uh, and some other, any of the non-exact sciences, um, even miracles and even um, uh, hallucination ghosts and everything are the results of our own uh, thoughts and creation. It is our brains that sees reality and uh, the healing of Dr. Kim is that they convince the person that either these things don't exist or that they are getting better for certain things. So she is she is really working on convincing that particular person to, or having that person believe in you to pretty much like the church has your beliefs that a miracle happens. You believe in things will happen because you believe in it. And well, you can manifest. You can manifest. manifest. That's a good word. Right. It's you a much can, better you word. You can manifest your your perceptions to be certain ways. So if you have a, a perception that's really distorted outside the norm of something, then we try to help people get to a place where their perception is a little bit more balanced so that it makes them functional. You know, if someone believes that, and this is actually a true story, someone believes that there's leprechauns sitting out in the tree outside their window. I believe in leprechauns. I didn't say you didn't, but if they believe that there's leprechauns sitting outside in the tree, outside their hospital window, I, I would say 
no, there's, I wouldn't say, no, there's not. I would say, I believe that you believe that they're there and we would work with that perception. It's not to take away a person's perception. It's about understanding the perception to see what's happening to, so we can figure out like, well, I, cause I can't, I obviously can't see the leprechauns, mm -hmm. but I know this person is seeing them and that's okay. And I want to know why they're seeing them. Um, and right. you know, before I forget, I mean, it is every, every, March 17th, I posted on my Facebook page, and you have to see it. And that, of course, is the Alabamian leprechaun. It's a, a news report on the leprechaun that was cited in Alabama. And uh, it is probably my favorite video of all times, which is hence why I play it every year. Well, I'll have to go look at that. Yes, yeah. You absolutely do. I missed that one. You don't they even have a sketch of it, which is pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, leprechaun. Catch it. It's on my Facebook page, Ronald Kolick, R-O-N-D-A-L-D-K-O-L-E-K. You can be a friend. I take anyone. I take your <laughs> poor, your thrilling, your of course, yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> is this something to say? I can't. <laughs> okay. We done? I don't know. I can't help it. Sometimes it just you happens. You got the giggly. I do now. Well, you're funny. I hate. Excuse me. You are funny. I, the humor is not involved in here. This is deadly serious uh, stuff here. I, deadly serious. All right, I'm sensing a break here. I'm going to take advantage of it. <laughs> yes, because I, I want to give bring something up. To, excuse me, Doc. Again, sorry. Excuse me for coughing. I have allergies. No, I no, can't no, help no, it. No, no, no. Bless you. Now, before the show gets derailed, because we have a professional in the building, this is a question I always like to ask a professional. What's yes. What do you want? What is consciousness? <laughs> well, he bypassed you. Did you see how he went right past you? You know, you know what? You're on this show. Absolutely. He hasn't looked at me once. I've on looked this at show. you. Looked He's at you. staring at you with puppy dog eyes over there. Just, and I'm, it was like, okay. Well, well him and I will bounce this around for an hour and we're just like, yeah, we'll take a break. So she just drops that on us before the break. When, when I wanted to oh, come back I with this, I wasn't talking lead. a real break. I meant before the well, show. Well, we're got taking a real break. Okay. Now you're irritated me. Okay, do you want the answer or do you want no. it? No. Oh. <laughs> Not until after the break. We'll go back okay. and talk to Kim. We'll tell us what consciousness is. We'll be right back. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack of energy form hovering before you is in fact you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit transformyourlifenow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is maureen at transformyourlife.org. Everyone is cashing in on social media, and all marketing roads lead through social media. If you want to make a splash here in the Merrimack Valley, you need to tap in. This is where the new CEM podcast studios come in. Of course, you can spend your time, energy, and money learning how to wrangle technology to make a podcast instead of running your business. Or you can invest in telling everyone in the Merrimack Valley, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, the Seacoast, or everywhere in the world about your great business, product, service, or yourself. 
The CEM Podcast Studio is a local audio and video studio dedicated to the craft of podcasts. Their studios feature state-of-the-art recording and mixing equipment designed specifically to produce the best audio and video podcasts. Best of all, all you need to worry about is your show, your business, and your brand. We do the rest. Call 978-686-9966. That's 978-686-9966 to schedule a no-obligation tour of the CEM facilities and meet with a podcast specialist. Or go to CEMpodcast.com to find out more about podcasting services. CEMpodcast.com, your window to the world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with your host, New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his guest, Dr. Kim Lennon. Yes. From New England Patriots Foundation and GameFaceConsulting.com. Yes. Yes. Anyways, I did, before the break, I, this show, of course, is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, which protects my ass all the time, uh, on 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And also our very, very super duper good friends on Patreon, right? Ghost Chronicles Radio, members of the Dead Ear Society on Patreon. Gallant Messier should uh, sponsor the Affection Connection too. Yeah, they should because they're divorce lawyers. Yeah, family yeah. law. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't you remember when I used to do that during the, the uh, pandemic? I yep. would say, you had it with your husband, time to get rid of him. Call away at Glessieros and uh, yeah. That worked all. Uh, they like that huh? ad campaign all that much. Yeah. Okay. So before the break, Lou brought up this amazing question. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, what was what in, in the Venn diagram of these two shows? Oh, that's go. the crossover point, isn't it? Venn diagram. Venn diagram between Vim. psychology and paranormal is consciousness. Like the family is tree. Well, I don't think I don't think it's anything. Well, he'll probably disagree with me, but that's normal. Oh, him, he will. <laughs> he will. The if you're asking me what consciousness is, <laughs> consciousness is the the present awareness, like being in the moment. If you look at it from the Buddhist perspective, if you look at it from um, the exactly, if you look at it from the Earth perspective of being present it's actually just having the self-awareness or the mindfulness of your surroundings your sound your sight your taste your touch your senses and awareness being, yes awareness but which is different than conscientiousness because people often confuse it psychologically with being conscientious well i'm conscientious well that just means that you're that you're nice dedicated and you're, you know and that you to something, that you, to something or that yeah. you're responsible and accountable being conscious is you're being aware and super aware or hyper aware of making sure that you are focused and listening and active listening and you know paying attention to your environment so sort of like the nervous of sleeping and being awake right so yes so awake you're awake but there's people that are awake all the time that walk around I very know. like yeah. zippity out of it do you like that zippity doo? Yeah, Biden. No. Maybe uh, no. Uh, Biden's always in three states at once, you know? No, this mind. is not going political. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> so, but so, and, and then there's those different layers. And so people often walk around very, um, you know, it's kind of like when you're looking at your phone and you're walking and you're typing and you're, that, you're not conscious. You're really not. You're aware 
because you're just awake, but you're not actually conscious of what's going around you because that's why you bump into things or that's why when you're texting Falling and driving, you're going to right. the water. Or, well, right. Is that what happened recently? Not to me. Okay. Since I have a flip phone, I don't think that's going to ever happen to me. And to the point of asking that question, I think that it deserves the other side, which is there's this continuum in between, which is the unconscious and the sub and the pre-conscious, which is, you know, we're always functioning on some level of something driving us that we're not always aware of, you know, some need or some want or some motivational thing that we were trying to get at, but we're not always conscious and aware of it. Case in point, if you're hungry, you don't actively always mm. think, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. It unconsciously is mm. underneath there. Now, unconscious doesn't mean that you're unconscious unconscious out to lunch and sleeping. It just means that underneath all the surface of stuff, your body knows how to alert. It's a biological it. function. Right. So on that level, that's you know the science term. If you we're talking paranormally... There's an unconsciousness and there's a subconsciousness that would be described a little bit differently, as I'm sure you would agree, that has nothing to do with kind of a biological push. It's more of something, let's use your language, which I don't know what it would be, but my my language would <laughs> be right. My language would be that there's a there's a gut intuition that comes for things you know that give you fight or flight or give you the chill on the back of your neck that you're detecting other things that are not present but they're there in your presence don't even think about it what the beer in the back of the cave oh <laughs> that's a whole too late deal. that's so anyway that's not consciousness that's... we brought it up on the last show uh, we were talking about time travel and uh on the international show with steve parson who is a psychologist no yeah psychologist and um, a parapsychologist, but uh, it was it was interesting because time is a man-made thing. For instance, we were talking about we have a pair of twins, so one stays here on Earth and leaves, and the the other one goes into space on a rocket ship heading towards the sun, uh, some planet at speed of almost the speed of light, and they both leave at three o'clock. Now, when he come, the guy and going towards the speed of light because as you go to towards the speed of light, time slow down, which is a man-made thing, but that's another story. Um, when he comes back, he's so much younger than his twin brother. But the question is, has he really experienced any less time? He was gone from those, say, say three years. Right. Okay? I loved, I heard a commercial, by the way. It was for like, oh, uh, it was about your dog, you know, take your dog with you to like thing. He says, if you're, you're going for a year to your dog at seven. seven, seven. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of fun. Anyway, yes. So uh, I, I, so I roll, sorry. Squirrel. I know, like. <laughs> Let's say he's gone 40 years and he comes back and he's aged four. At man-made time, he's aged four. For the clock that was on the Earth. However, the clock on the spaceship, is that still the same amount of time? 
Are you asking me? <laughs> Anyone? Oh, well, I, well, see, when you talk about this, I think no, of this the movie Contact. Yeah. yeah, I know. Science fiction is great. So, well, that's like the, you know, it's Contact. Well, no, because it's not science fiction. It you is know science that, fiction. Okay. But, well, you it's know, not. As, astronomic, it really astronomically, if you're looking at astronomy. Yes, if you look at the stars, they're already gone. Oh, God. It's like. Are you going to say that? No, I must have been psychic. No, Einstein. Oh. We're talking scientific principle. Right, time, I'm talking, time right. slows There's you accelerate. There's scientific principles about yeah. like the space-time continuum, which is. But time is measured is a man-made measurement. Well, everything is a man-made measurement technically. That's true. Everything is socially constructed, and if we really want to get down to it, <laughs> that's all. But you know, that's really what we end up making meaning of something, and that's why it is what it is. Okay. Right. I'm just um, going along with that. Yeah. I don't know what she said, but it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> the clock would slow on the spaceship. Yes. Because that's how we've measured this phenomenon to this point. Exactly. Yeah. But will the actual time, the actual experiences of this person be any less than the actual experiences of the person on Earth? You got to watch Interstellar. I oh, have well, watched that's why it I said con like watching contact. But contact, once again, yeah. that's science fiction. Yeah. But it's based on the principles. It's of... based on principles. I understand that. But it hasn't happened. Well, no time travel hasn't happened that we know of. Well, that's some people say it has. Right. Well, if you think Isaac Asimov or you read a whole bunch of. So We're look at not. you know look at this way when Steve does my show he, he's in England and five hours behind us so is he he in my past uh, future? Oh, my different deal. Oh, is it? Yes. Why you still measuring time? This is a man-made thing. Well, he's already lived through the time that we haven't lived through. According to thing, but in reality, he hasn't left lived any less time. No, he hasn't. Well, if he's five hours ahead, he's already lived through the so. That's just labeling. Oh, we see, <laughs> but that's that's the problem. But that, with time. That's what I think he's you're trying to say. Exactly. Is, that, is it really, is it time travel or is it just this man-made thing that we're putting on it? That like if it's two twelve o'clock here and it's five o'clock in Sweden, well, the person in Sweden has lived already the time that we haven't lived yet. So is their experience more than what we've already experienced because we haven't experienced the time yet? It's a, it's a little bit of a. He's shaking his head. He doesn't agree with you. Nuts. No, I'm it's just, true. That's I'm just, it's freaky. Well, I'm if just Steve saying. I'm just really saying. Freaky. I'm just what? saying that that's what he's saying. If Steve ran from England to Amsterdam in a half a second, and mm -hmm. his clock was off, now you're talking. But all we're talking about is a different label. It's the same time. It's the same. But they've time already pass. lived that. I mean, they they've already witnessed midnight. They've already experienced it. Not our midnight. But that... There's only one midnight. No, there isn't. Well, no, well, there's yes, because it's time. We it's a man-made basis, scientific principle. This is time. There's 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day. But if we look at the but if you're looking scientifically at it and you're looking at the at the way the sun and the moon and the and the earth rotate around each other, then yeah. we have we have a time continuum difference. It's crazy as hell. That's yes. all I'm so saying. It's, this so is to, it's amazing. So to what wrap time your is. wrap your head around that is why, you know, why bother wrap your head around? That? <laughs> so 
people in Taiwan who are in the middle of the night right now. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what the time differences are, but I'm guessing they're in the middle of the I night. I think they're right in the next day. 12, yeah, 12 hour difference yeah. usually. Are they? Yes. They're ahead of us. They see yes. things that we have yet to experience. Yes. Yes. No, Where's the dateline? Australia. Where's the dateline? Australia line? is ahead of us by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Australia. Yeah. But they're not ahead of us. It's not like they know what the stock market's going to be. They're not getting time. They're not getting information. Well, no, 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 no. Because the stock. Wait a minute. Because the stock market is in that time zone. Of course, they're not going to know right. what the time stock cycle was. But that's the difference. It hasn't. We haven't experienced it yet. That's the difference between the labeling meantime, and experiencing the time before. No. They go on the global meantime of what we are as the stock market versus what they are over there. It's it's really time is, is, is like I said, it's a man and it's wickedly flawed. It's what well, it's, it's the way we measure things. It's the way we do things. But when you think about it, if you so you're going to tell me that the person who uh, got up uh, at uh, 7 a.m didn't get up at 7 a.m. You get up at 7 a.m.? No, you're not. You're just saying it, it isn't because it's only uh, midnight. It's only, uh, what, five hours different. So what is this? Two. In Taiwan, he gave up, got up at midnight or he got up at 10, 10 p.m. or whatever time it was. See. Same time. No. Just labeled no, it's not places. the same time. You keep saying that. It's not the same time. It's a... <laughs> Well, we're all existing in the same time frame. Exactly. So whether it's noon or 5 p.m. somewhere, 5 o'clock somewhere, it right? Is. So we're we're all in we're all in time, but it's just what's on the clock is different based on where the sun is sitting and our experiences. Yes, we don't witness the same. We don't experience the same time as that person. I don't care what you say about it's it, it's just labeling. We have not experienced midnight yet. Right. We will experience midnight. It's mind-boggling. Trust Steve and I got it. We go back and watch this show Steve, after we're done. Steve and I, face. Steve and I did a whole show on this thing, and and uh, we just it's it's just really baffling when you look at it. I mean, yes, you get uh, you. I mean, you look at fundamentally very cut down the single. Okay, this is that. But when you look at all the parameters and all the different things, and, and we you look at it from the human experience. It's totally different. When it's six o'clock here and it's midnight in Sweden, I keep saying Sweden because I have a friend in Sweden that we do this uh, all yeah. the time. So is she blind? No, he is. Oh. So so six o'clock here, midnight. He, exactly. You have a beautiful <laughs> wife. So he he's why he's, you think I should be gay? He, oh my god, it's like endless. So at midnight when I'm talking to him versus yes. it's six o'clock, we're experiencing the same thing at the same time, but it's just different time based on the fact that the way I think of it is, well, they don't have any sun. I still have sun. Yeah, but that's how our life, so, that how our, our lives are, are experienced. Right. So here yes. in Boston, the sun sets at X. In Miami, it sets an hour later. Are they experiencing a different time? No. They're just, they're no, because well, we're, if it's we're, an hour, in, well, yes. we're, in the, we're in the same time zone, though. Oh, yeah, if we're the same time. I zone. know, but that's just label. But by the way, who made up time zones? Oh, my God. Well, and, that's and by, all, oh, the, all right. the time zones are based on the movement of the sun. sun. So my cousin lives in Texas. We are, yes. we are based on the movement of the sun. So my cousin lives in Texas. Sometimes of the year, I'm two hours ahead of him. Sometimes of the year, I'm one hour ahead of him. That's because Which daylight is daylight savings time. But Which that's why they should do once again, but we're in the same places. We're relatively in the same place. And it's just because of the law of the land. 
they don't move back. So I'm not. But we created time. Don't you get it? This is time. This is what time is. This is the way. If you go strictly by experiences, then you can understand it better than anything else, I believe, anyways. Uh, the Mamas and the Papas song just came into my head. Now that's all I've got this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ahead, anyway. So speaking of Area 51. So I was just going to say, <laughs> we have to talk about Area 51 because people knew I was coming on the show yes. and they were like, please talk about Area 51. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Area 51. Yeah. So in, this morning I was talking to a client. We were talking about the fact that she had never seen Area 51 and I, and not, not only had she not seen it driving wise, but not either flying wise. And I said, oh, I've seen both. And it's quite something because you can't really get close to it. You can't really fly near it. You can see it from flying and you can't get close to it if you're driving. And so we were laughing about the fact that for a place that doesn't exist, it's very well protected. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it is exists. Oh, well, I mean, we all know that it exists. Well, we, right? Oh, sorry. Why? You, I got very excited. I, uh, <laughs> yes. So you've seen it in a flight. So path? I'm very okay. much about I'm very much about yeah. Area 51 and it being being what and being what? interesting and <laughs> full of what intrigue and stories and and otherwise she doesn't know what's in there. Oh no, and I she, well I yeah well oh, wait, it's gonna wait, it's gonna turn into a, it's gonna turn into a well how do you know that it's there and how you know and then conspiracy theories and blah 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 but oh. you know. You know, I like to watch my documentaries yeah. and like figure out what's so going on. So, do you on. believe the Earth is flat? No. Oh, that's good. No, okay. but I do have some very good intel from clients who have been in the military over the years who okay, have given me go. who have given me some very good stories. Here we go. And have I'm given excited. me yes, and have given me some good insights that obviously I can't divulge. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here again? Tip. I'm sorry. Because you invited me. <laughs> Let me give you a professional it... tip. If you can't divulge them. Well, I can't. I can parts. Don't bring them up. I can divulge parts and pieces. I know something you don't, don't know. know. That's right. <laughs> it's like Eddie Murphy and I've got an ice cream and you. So, yo. so are you, are you, is this your, your client privilege? Is that what you're you know, uh, introducing well, here? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I can talk about some of this. I just can't talk about who, but I mean, it's clearly people that I have had who have worked there. Yes. And in the physical facility, in the physical facility and what they've been told that they're supposed to tell, not supposed to tell, essentially not supposed to tell anything. Um, and what they, so they see, told you what they weren't supposed to tell. Yes, because it's confidential. Shh, this is exactly. going over the year. I understand that. But nobody knows who they are. So if Kim gets bumped off before her next show, you know why. Exactly. Well, then I well they'll get right behind the people that I know stuff about about the mafia in Boston. Oh so my god! Why is she on my show? I could be is there a bomb in here? See, I'm oh gonna wait god. a half an hour before I leave because it's either gonna be aliens have, or the mafia I, in the I, have an, yeah, I, I, I Like you said, I am I am famous. I have an illustrious crew of clients over 26 years that I have been uh involved with and still am involved with right. and help and whatever and my so job if i crush you is, i might get my legs broken is no, that my job me? is not to judge anybody my job is to be a listener and as long as nothing is Wait, criminal is nothing criminal in behavior that's current or that's being told to me that is going to be acted on or has not already been double indemnified i can you they talk with a funny voice so well not the people that are area 51ers so what can you tell us Yes, tell us what you can tell us. 
What did you what did you just say? Because can you cartoon character here. What can you tell us? Um, I can tell you that there Hold are... everything. I am not a cartoon carrier. <laughs> That's a two-dimensional. I am far greater than two-dimensional. Don't Carry you on. don't you like how I'm carrying the show today? Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> Thank you. Please in her mind. Carry on. I can well, I can tell you that there have been substances that have been picked up and and change and move and people have seen um, what the hell are you talking about substances like substances yes like you blobs know, blo yeah we'll call them blobs you know metallic mm -hmm. blobs that can change and move and, okay and and people have found them near area 51 or they're in area 51 and they're moving them around mm -hmm. um or walking by themselves alien no no walking but alien type beings that have been seen that are alive and being like walking around yeah, yeah. like biden well will you stop no <laughs> that would be hillary but that's yeah that's true i forgot about her yeah that's a switch though i mean yeah what oh uh, so they're Aliens walking around. Well, not like 51. they're not getting up and walking all around Area 51. That they're there. That there's been, and this is not not recent. Like in a given hallow, hallway, you might run into. That there's well, they wouldn't be in a given hallway. They'd be in a room. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That they've been, you know, there's walking containment. Walking with their cup of coffee and their cigarette head. That there's know. been containment, and that they're contain. You know, there's only certain high classified. So we're people holding people against their will. Well, I don't know. Well, you wouldn't call them people. Why wouldn't they? Well, they're aliens. Because they're not people Wait a per se. They gave Trump big deal because they called them aliens. This is going down a very right. bad road. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's like Everybody a, has rights, you know. Distracted so, on this. Animals so, have rights. Why couldn't aliens have rights? Right. Yes. So so hmm. it's not like traditional, like walking down like a hospital hallway is what I've been I described. Is that there's known entities. We'll put it that way. There's like known entities. A psychiatry hospital. <sighs> Yeah, but that's it's an interesting question. Are these so have they talked to one of you? Is there an ongoing exchange of these beings at Area 51? Are these beings that have been there for a period of time because they're stranded or maybe they have an embassy there captivated? <laughs> or did you ever think of that? Oh my god, okay, how do you know they don't? I don't, okay. I don't know, I don't know enough information mm -hmm. other than what I do know, which is they are most of the stories I've heard are are entities not people entities that have been there a while okay that how are, can you what is the definition of an entity i don't get that well because they don't look like your traditional human being so bigfoot is an entity i uh, sure okay if you believe in bigfoot but you believe in aliens i didn't say either way okay i just said there were entities being identified entities. there that are not construed as human I still think they get an embassy there. This makes is, sense. This is from former or and or current medical personnel. I mean, military personnel. Yes. Wait a minute. And the caveat, they are going to see a psychologist. Some that are have actually been to Area 51. Yes. Who worked there. Who worked there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So should we be afraid? No. Oh. See, uh, it's the embassy thing again. They're our buddies. Well, there's see, a no, lot. I th that's what the I gather question. as a smart person thinking. I think that there's a lot of just good research. We'll put it that way, being done and explored there, and you know stuff that's top secret about you know it's like you know when they build certain types of aircraft. The embassy is a, so, the embassy thing is interesting to 
the are you, extent the, are you that, going on his thing with the embassy? No, I'm I'm using it to I'm using it to outline my question. These beings are they in contact with their kind? In other words, is there dialogue? Oh, wait, but they're not aliens, they're entities. I have no idea. I couldn't begin to answer that question. I have so I, a neighbor, I, I haven't gotten that kind of information. When I'm told information about these things, which has been on occasion, I always warn that there's certain things that if someone's going to tell me, if it goes to a certain extent, I have to be able to report, blah, blah, blah. Not that it would, anyone would believe me about it because it doesn't exist, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I get minimal information. I now, see. if we're talking about someone that had to do with like the mafia in Boston, well, then there was more that I could give you way more. She's changing the subject. No, I'm not. Yeah. But there's not there's but I don't I've never see, heard anybody about trying to con it's not like ET phone home. See, I've never heard that. Here's the thing, Dr. Kelly. I've never and, heard and ET phone home. I look at things home. logically, don't you? Yes. Okay. So But I take it, everybody for their perception. Oh, I understand that. Yes. So I'm trying like to, Steve always says, uh I always ask him, Do you believe in ghosts? He says, I believe people see ghosts. So that's pretty much it. That people that's believe what in I ghosts. just said, right? Yeah, it's I know like that, leprechauns yeah, in the yeah. tree. I believe that the yeah, person saw yeah, the leprechauns so. in the tree. So look at I'm looking at it this way. I it's mean, avoiding the question. Uh, what the you, way, what yeah. you told me, not necessarily. Uh, what you told me is that this entity. Describe. So entities. if if you said entity to me, that it must be a a Neba form or or something that has no intelligence because it's clearly evident that if it had intelligence, then whoever or wherever they came from would uh, certainly go look for them uh, like you lose a little dog even. Maybe they do. I don't know that. So maybe they have an embassy there. Just saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I See, still... I had a little bit of information, and then it got taken like, wee. So Dr. Kim says there's an embassy of aliens at the Area 51. <laughs> oh, no. This is nothing what Dr. Kim said. Nope, I did not oh, say you're anything. Not, you're no, not going to sign was, off no, to that? That no, one's all yours. <laughs> The reason I find one of the reasons I find this interesting, and I was always curious about this whole UFO revelation we had what yeah. a year ago or two years oh, ago. Oh God, that was a disaster. That all of a sudden, first of all, I was curious why all of a sudden the U.S. government was talking about aliens. What was the purpose of them talking about it? They, they didn't they talk had, about aliens. They talked about UFOs. Oh, okay, they'd been quiet about it for a long period of time, and then all of a sudden they're getting blabbermouth about it. What the hell is going on? Secondly, there was no information in there. I mean, the videos were were less than definitive right yeah i mean there wasn't can, an... well anybody can explain away any of those videos you've seen it you've seen yeah it. exactly yeah. like that's why they, i think that's why they released them they took the the worst if if spaceships or you well ufos uh were not necessarily existed of course then we'd already know because trump would have tweeted it but uh when he was president but anyway, yes, but people will tell you they keep things from the present. So I mean, yeah. this I this is where we get into craziness. Anyway, um, but I I just I have this whole problem that if if <laughs> you know there were space people, oh well, space beings, whatever you want to call them, being held at Area Fifty One, then certainly they would send out someone. If you lose a dog or a cat, you're going to go looking for them. Why? Are we? Of course, they probably have posters on the moon and stuff. You know, have you seen this guy? We've lost him. I can't answer any of these questions. Yeah. I know I that. Know no, that this is theory now. These, we're, right. we're I would talking. I would assume, I would assume that because I would think that these were longer time ago. This isn't anything more recent. It was long ago that, that it was far away. 
if it's one entity or two or that no one's come and looking because why would they expose, you know, in my mind? So it was like a woman going out in the drive. She had oh, no idea where she was going. She crash landed on earth and then she was stuck here. So and I did this show. Why? Because you love it. Uh-huh. You know you do. Uh-huh. Anyway. Still, why I find it interesting in this case is that when I asked you what consciousness was, you went extremely clinical. Yes. Just very hardcore. Um, That's what she is. Textbook clinical. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you would, the fact that you would talk about this story, given your background and your responses to this point, I find interesting. Well, because I'm giving you the perception of somebody else's story. Intriguing. Like the leprechaun. Yes, but you're giving it with a level of implied like the credibility. Like, like the what? Implied credibility. Yeah, but like the leprechaun, but you're only because you're not saying that you because their it. perception. I I did not say I believed yeah. in it. I'm saying that they're I'm taking their perception and also not just one, but multiple people's similar perceptions that have no relationship to each other that are corroborating. Right. So I'm not the person sitting looking at the leprechaun, I didn't have any corroborating evidence, including my own evidence of me seeing it. But when I have multiple sources of evidence saying similar things that have no connection to each other that are saying it, that gives more credibility to their state of awareness and consciousness that, well, there's a possibility that could be true. That's why I find it compelling. Right. Right. It's it's not someone who was wandering in the woods drunk and say it's an alien. <laughs> right. It's a person working at a military complex. And by the way, as you mentioned, with cooperating testimony. Right. So to speak. Right. I'm using air quotes. Right. Then again... How do we know that this was not part of a uh, government, uh, you know, Timothy Leary thing where uh, they induced this? So they had a guy walking around like an alien so that other people would go out. I have no idea. Not necessarily even has to be real enough to uh, if it was a chemical uh, induction, for instance, uh, people might look like a entity. you know, we there, I, you are aware of certain right. drugs. That, I mean, there's yeah. perceptual changes all over the place for all kinds of yeah. things. Yeah, we all don't see the same thing at the time. So you know, I mean, in the podcast about the Gita, I'm doing the reoccurring example is the snake of the rope. Speaking about the and snake of the rope, it's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, anyways, oh Doctor well, Kim, thank you for joining us. We didn't even get to hear about whether you thought what you thought about Area 51. Well, so that'll be for another time. I know. Yes, thank you for having me, sir. No, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed your company at all times. I enjoy yes. the entertainment at all times. And I look forward to coming and doing your relationship so, show. You, you really want to go down that avenue? Oh, I do. That would be so much fun. So she says. It's like the toad in the back of the no, the snake in the back of the whatever that was. Bear in the back. The of bear the in the back. Of no, the oh, don't ever bring that up. No, the, the well, creature, April thirteenth. The, the creature from the Black Lagoon. April thirteenth after your show. What okay. about what about the, the the one that's swimming across the thing and and the the, the toad and the scorpion. Yeah, the oh, toad yes. and the scorpion. Yes, that's a whole different parable. But yeah. yeah, that's not the same thing. Sure it is. Not really. In other words, yes. Okay. You're joining the show. Oh. Yes. And you Who's expect me? You expect me to scorpion? be different than I I am, but I, do, it, I really it just don't turns to the same. I don't expect. You get bit. 
Oh my God! Somebody end this show quickly before run, we go right run. off this. Thank you uh, for listening. You, uh, of course, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, three eighty six Miramax Street, Methuen, Massachusetts. The Glant Messier Family Law Group, fifteen High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. Our super duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and we'll be. Oh, stay tuned sometime for the affection connection. Goodbye. Goodbye. From goalies to ghosties, long leggedy beasties, and things that go bump. In the night, deliver us, good Lord.